back to the Strictly Conversational podcast, where we have very strict and serious conversations only. Again, I am your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Noah Noah DeGeorge. Jinx, oh boy. I've been waiting so long for that. Oh, this is my show now. I'm doing great. I'm having such a good time. This is kind of my show now, isn't it? Um, In fact, let's just... Uh, let's just move right along. Uh, I'd like to introduce our guest. Isn't that right, dog? Man, I really almost said your name there. Uh, let's introduce our guest, the wonderful Brady Bolden. It's pronounced Brady Bolden. That's how you say it around here. That's how we say it. Put it on a sticky note and put it on your fridge because that's going in the final cut. It's true. It is. This is this is unedited, unfiltered, just raw just me and Brady and nobody else. <laughs> Did you hear something? I don't. I certainly don't. Um, well, what are we going to be talking about today, Brady? We're going to be talking about that wonderful <laughs> world of autotainment. I'm talking animation. Animation. That was a callback to your last episode. Yes, it was. Which is on Spotify. It's on everywhere. Do you remember that, Bailey? Dude said my name. I sure did. I was so concerned they've been making this joke all week that i was going to get voted out of my own podcast and oh, i was horrified no that this jinx thing was i just couldn't talk for the whole episode i really honestly i'm terrified not i considered just not letting you speak the entire time <laughs> what the very if, end what if i don't know what i would have done i just chilled with all these clothes around me yeah well clothes cocoon clothes coon in the closet here in the, in the closet here um but yeah we're gonna be talking about animation over the years and how it has affected us and why it's so poignant um even more so than like live action entertainment so yeah and brady over here some it's people, me. some people might not know this about Brady Bolden. I certainly didn't. But he is an animation expert. You can just mention, let's say, Madagascar. Go, dude goes off. He can recite literally pages of dialogue. It's a thing to behold. It kind of is, and I feel I feel bad because I'm not going to be like name a movie. Hey Brady, quote it. Yeah. But also, you're totally welcome to do just that. You can quote I was going to wonder if the floodgates would be open. See, here's the oh, thing the is, floodgates I, are if open. the wildcat water floodgates yeah. would be open. I have, I have a list here of movies that we're going to talk about. I yeah. fully expect just a one, like a one-liner for each one Can you reference. quote all of these? We'll you, see. You, we'll, yeah, we'll get I there. I want to be surprised. If, yeah. you, if you can't, then I might be able to. And I won't. It will and be a okay. strictly conversational ordeal. Yeah, Man, just th- dropping references all over the place. Follow the Strictly Conversational podcast. We're already at the end now? Is wow, that we I, I realize we're closing the <laughs> episode. The end that was an awfully quick one. But Noah has done exhaustive research, yes. and he's going to be spearheading this episode. So Noah, what, what do you what, what you show off a little okay. bit? What's up, guy? So here's what I want to talk about, and this is especially what I want to talk about with Brady. I've been really holding myself back to ask Brady these questions because there are things that have really been plaguing me. Okay, Dude's let's been plagued. Let's take a look at animation throughout the years. Hold on, wait. Let me put on my animation glasses. Let's take I a look. I just want to say, yeah, go go ahead. <clears throat> say it. In looking through these things, I find it interesting and somewhat beneficial. Yeah, that the years these films came out were the years we were most susceptible to wanting to watch them. You're so, so it's right. like this is like a, yeah. we can talk about this. No, this yeah. is a great thing for us to kind of look back on. We were the market. Being, you know? Yeah. We yeah. owned it. Now being kind us of three. a decade or so past it. Us three were the entire market. Yeah. yeah. They all said they're in the pitch meetings, they're like, okay. We got this guy, this guy, this guy. What do they like? Yeah. And that's what we're going to tell you about <laughs> These three today. middle class white kids, what do they want? Right. So animation, really, we're not going to go too much into the history of it because it's been around forever. Yeah. Right? It's been around for a long, long time. And Disney especially is something that I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about. Here's what I do want to talk about. I want to talk about what Pixar did to the stories that Disney has been telling. Absolutely. In a way... Now I'm coining this the Pixar Renaissance. Pixar Renaissance. Pixar Renaissance. Yeah, exactly how I say. said it, not how you just said no, it. I said now. it wrong. Okay. CC's pizza. And <laughs> that's what it is. Do you remember the CC's macaroni and cheese pizza? I do. I ha- I just say macaroni and cheese, so it's on the brain, but just wanted to throw that out. I there. just say animation. We should talk about that. Oh, we yeah. should talk about that. Dude, Let's get back to that. Nice segue. Yum. <laughs> um so 
Brady, if you could tell me with with no prompt whatsoever, what happened in 1995 in terms of the world of animation? Oh goodness. Um, well, there was a little film uh, by this new these new guys, new Pic- guys, Pixar, and it was about toys. It was about toys, and not just any toys. I dare to say these toys had a story. Yeah. They sure did. A story that took the world by storm. Yes, I knew you were going to do that, and I kind of loved it. Um, by Toy Stormy Story. Jenner. Toy Story really changed the game, and I'll tell you why. Pixar had to craft this new thing that was unlike anything else uh, in a way that had never been done before. And in doing so, ended up telling a story, a toy story, if you will. A toy story, if you will. Um, as it were, as it will, as it always will be. There you go. You got walk it. Walk a um, That completely changed the bar of animation. Now, Disney had been doing this thing before with movies uh, like Aladdin, movies like The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Mulan. Okay. All of these movies, what they have in common in, in a sense of like Disney storytelling yeah. is there is a protagonist. And there is an antagonist. The antagonist is just the meanie. And the protagonist just wants, you know, they just want to do what's right. They just yeah. want to live their life, right? These movies are are centered around a good guy versus bad guy, good guy wins story. In Pixar, what they did with Toy Story was they blurred that line in, in telling a story about a protagonist and an antagonist. So, Brady, answer me this. Who is the villain in Toy Story. Well, arguably, it's Sid, the boy across the street who torturizes the toys, just trying to live out their story. He's a bad guy. I've got a question. He's, what's your question? Do you think Toy Story is a horror movie? <laughs> Toy Story? Uh, Toy movie? If they were real people, yeah. I think there's I, aspects of it that are quite scary. Can I make scary. a quick note? Yes. Yeah, an anecdote, if you will. So... Dare I make a connection? Yes. Okay. Okay. The movies of the early '90s you were talking about prior, mm-hmm. from what you uh, explained them as, it seemed to be like a very like black and white yes. form of storytelling. Like one's good, one's bad. Very like one dimensional, two dimensional. If you think about the oh, art boy. style, you're right. Now, Pixar took these movies and they. Took the story and they and they spread it out they and did. they like they like opened it up to new possibilities of Would what a hero say... and a villain could be. And along with that, yes, they took the rendering of they... these lovable characters oh. that could definitely be marketable. Oh, they also spread those out oh. to be what we now know as 3D computer generated animation. animation. And Toy Story was the first of its kind that was a fully a full feature computer generated animated film. It I was. just think. I mean, that's a great way to... Three-dimensional characters yeah. for three-dimensional art style. So blurring this line, right, to with it. Toy Story... I See, this is the thing is, Sid, you can make an argument for Sid being the villain. I don't think that he's the villain. I think he's a bad guy. I, I think the antagonist's role in, like, a piece of, like, fiction is... Their purpose is to actively work against the protagonist. Right. And Sid's role in the film is more... I would say accidental than he's anything. An obstacle. Yeah, he's not really standing in their way, trying to work against them actively. Right. Well, so yeah, it's so more I of a passive say, force, I would say. Sid's next door, so the toys like see him from a distance, mm-hmm. and so you know, to the community of toys in that room, Sid is like the the taboo word. He's like oh, the yeah. he's like the he who shall not be named. Like they're all like it's Sid, right? It you is. Know? And uh, but then if you think about it throughout the movie, while they're so focused on Sid, then like there's interpersonal like oh exactly like antagonist protagonist relationships that come about uh, primarily between Woody and Buzz. And That's when it. they eventually go to Sid's house, the like home of the supposed antagonist, their mm-hmm. like f- like separation as characters like comes together Mm -hmm. you could say to defeat their common enemy because that's what they essentially do to escape or to get out of their current situation but that's not their like whole plan they didn't think they were going to end up there right so in in doing this right toy story has made this line of protagonist and antagonist blurred to the point where i would argue that woody while being a protagonist is also the antagonist Right. And that's howdy, howdy, howdy. That's what the whole that's what the whole movie is about is it's it's about Woody's internal struggle and his interpersonal struggle with Buzz. Yeah. Okay. I I think like 
if we're looking at the story holistically, who changes the most throughout the entire movie? I would say yeah. Woody changes the most. And so a character that works against the change of the protagonist would technically be the antagonist. So like, I, but I think it's more flexible than that because right. traditionally I think you would just look at it and say Buzz is the antagonist because he's working actively against Woody's change. However, in a more flexible standpoint where the characters are far more strangely human, even yeah. though they're toys. Those um, strange things are happening. Dude, strange things are happening. Uh, so I think that's a very interesting dynamic that yeah. Pixar have kind of created. So, and moving on from 1995, they continue to do this thing, right? Name for me the villain of Inside Out. I don't think there is one. There isn't one. It's not a story that you're looking to tell as a, you know, once upon a time, you know, there was a good guy that fought a bad guy. Yeah. Right. Finding Nemo. There's not a villain in Finding Nemo. I mean, I think there are obstacles in the story. So like in a Finding Nemo perspective, Darla is the Sid character. Yes. The, the she yes. who must not be named. Um, that Randall, the characters are Randall off. takes that place in Monsters, Inc. Yeah, but also Mr. Watanoo's With, stands in as more... Spoiler alert. Um, stands yeah. as more of an antagonist spoiler that alert. character. Yeah, but, spoiler alert for uh, <laughs> for 2001's Monster, yeah. Inc. But, but Monst- Monster, Monster, Inc. Monster, Inc. Monsters, <laughs> Inc. But Inside Out is like far more nebulous right. because it's, all, it's a similar situation to the first Toy Story because the only thing holding Joy back from like fully realizing her potential as an emotion is herself. Exactly. As her dismissiveness of the other emotions. So Pixar did this thing, right? Sorry, Brady, no, do you have something to say? No. Well, say what you're going to say. I, I, and if I need to say real quick say before we jump yes. in. Uh, okay. By so, John Mayer. Thank you, John Mayer, for letting us use that. <laughs> thank you, John Mayer, place. for sponsoring this episode. Sponsored, Sponsored by John Mayer. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, what? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear? He just called me the other day. He, he died. <laughs> um, he was on his deathbed. So what oh, Pixar weird. did was they set this bar of storytelling where you're not you're not in a place of just showing a you know uh, a myth. You're not reading a storybook. Animation now has this bar set of trying to replicate human connection with something that we are visualizing as so not real because because we're not watching uh, uh you know people filmed with a camera we know it's not real but you're they're trying to replicate this human connection and how do you do that well as pixar has done so that was the point i was going to make so you know when these uh 2d like early disney cartoons uh were coming out you know the people's awe was primarily in like the art and like the drawing and they'd never seen anything like mm-hmm. that before but if you think about it like these are all to an extent like stories that have been passed down like from generations and you know if the story arc follows a similar like generic path even in pixar movies the fact that you're not watching it for like the story and like you're what like they don't have a specific arc that they always follow and they like don't have a specific like yeah good guy bad guy like duke it out thing like Mm -hmm. that is what leaves room for that character development and that like resonating like element that you like connect with a pixar movie it's like you know my mom is fine if we turn on aladdin or the lion king actually she doesn't like the lion king but like she's fine (laughs) if we turn on one of those (laughs) she's fine if we turn on one of those movies but if i say like let's watch uh, a pixar movie she's like oh i can't i'll cry my my mom actually doesn't like pixar movies because they're not straightforward enough it's Mm. really strange yeah Pixar's like but continue abstract That's, that was my point. Yeah, okay. like, that's so interesting that you mentioned that because, like, I'm looking at this list of this brief list of like, uh, it's interesting that we're countering the Pixar Renaissance with like what is considered the golden age of Disney um, or the yeah. Disney Renaissance. It's the Pixar Renaissance. Yeah, the Pixar, Pixar Renaissance, Renaissance, if you will. Um, Thank you. But all of like the Disney Renaissance movies, <laughs> the, the Pix de Resistance, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's next level. Aladdin, Lion King, Mulan, Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, Hercules, and others. They're all based on like as Brady was talking about, like really really foundational myths to different groups of people i mean like aladdin is like a thousand and one or isn't it arabian is arabian nights is that mm-hmm. what it's called and you just add some songs yes. to it. yeah and then or the lion king is just hamlet it's just hamlet if they were lions <laughs> so it's just very interesting <laughs> and hercules is i mean the myth of hercules, hercules but if hercules. it was but if it was still hercules yeah, right. with danny devito but with danny devito right yeah um got a point so there dog moving on from from where Pixar set the bar. Here's the thing. 
is we all know that Pixar has done something special to place their name, just like literally burning it into the memories and the hearts of people that are our age. Yeah. Um, I don't, I would say that in terms of animation and what stands the test of time, I don't really know if Pixar needs any more speaking to. Um, Uh, I do have a fun fact. I just wanted to say it. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Toy Story 2. Great sequel. Perfect. And this speaks to Pixar's focus on like imagination and rather than like a strict story arc. Mm -hmm. Very far along. I'm pretty sure it's the Toy Story 2. Uh, Pretty far along in Toy Story 2. They, uh, the dude who like had it all on his computer deleted it on accident and they lost like everything. They had no to redo way. the whole movie. Could you imagine me and that guy? Oh my is God. Is that the end of the fun fact? I mean, the fun fact is that they had to essentially like redo it. But, oh my gosh. But, that's horrible. <laughs> but like, but like the fact that they could like do that and like Toy Story 2 is still like amazing just speaks to the fact that they're like not their computers. Okay. Like this character needs to move this. I can just recreate yeah, that. Yeah. Like they can like still tell a great story that resonates oh for sure so moving away from pixar i have a long list here and i i want to rapid fire these at you okay that are non-pixar movies that i believe stand the test of time in some terms of have animation. been recently proven to stand the test oh of time. absolutely we've gone through we've looked at things uh to prepare for this right bailey there's one that i will refute but the rest of my mm, point at it for me before we read it this one i not, know it's that. Not, okay it's not a good movie dude i promise you i understand i think that it has more relevance than you'd like to think just it's come back rattle them okay. off rattle them off 2001 shrek Oh, we all know that it holds up. Of course it holds There's up. There's no they doubt all about hold it. up. Okay. 2006 <laughs> is over the hedge. Holds up. Here's the thing. You guys, you guys. Oh, thank you, Ben. Folds. Y- you freaking, you guys watched this when I wasn't around. Just because I was probably at rehearsal or something like that. Yes. Because I'm the worst guy. You were somewhere. Um, but um, I need to rewatch this guy. Because apparently it's really, really good. It's it amazing. Is. And I remember it being pretty good as a kid. Okay, but but speaking yeah. of really good. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. 2008's Kung Fu Panda. This dude, hold, this dude holds up for sure. so many lines it's, from it. You don't even have to. We can get into it later. Uh, 2006 is Flushed Away. Yeah. Really, really. I think it's very underrated. Uh, 2005's Madagascar. Okay. I think the sequel Sugar, holds up too. Honey, iced tea. The sequel, we'll, we can talk about it. But like Escape to Africa? Or Escape yes. from Africa? Escape to, <laughs> Escape to Africa. Africa. Okay. There's a two. I think Moto Moto likes you. Yeah, and the, the penguin stuff in that one's really good too. That's great. Um, yeah. Megamind, 2010. Megamind's great. great. So uh, many good ones. How to Train Your Dragon, 2010. All I, I haven't seen the third one, but like the first two are insanely good. Yes. I love I, How to Train Your Dragon. I think that, I mean, the first one is great. Yeah. Uh, the, the other two are fine. I like the I think more than the first one. Um, now, this is the one that Bailey will refute. B-movie from 2007. I think as it stands... Bailey thinks it's a B-movie. I think it's as it stands <laughs> in, <laughs> in meme culture, it makes sense because it's like this the strangest movie in the world. But as an animation, it's just so... I it's think, so strange. I think you might be right, but I want to give it credit for the things that it tries to do. And it's. I think that there are still. I think that there. I think the, you're just jealous that they gave the role of Barry B. Benson to Jerry Seinfeld and not you. Yeah, I auditioned for it back in 2006. Yeah, um, the and, year before and, it came out, and Jerry just beat me out. Well, barely. they actually you, didn't you What's pass the deal each with other? This Bailey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't you like pass each other on the way out? And yeah. he was like, "Good luck to that audition." <laughs> and also, he elbowed me in the eyeball. It was the strangest thing in the world. The, you I came in, and they were like, the "Why day. are you crying?" It's like because Jerry Seinfeld hit me. I'm like, "Okay, guy, just let him do it." Apparently, wants. it was because Did that he... sting to this day. Oh, oh my <laughs> apparently, he had better chemistry with Renee Zellweger, but you know. Well, anyways, anyways wait, uh, Jinx tooth. Well. Oh, I can't speak. Why isn't Shark Tale on this list? <laughs> Shark Tale doesn't hold up. Yes, it does. What do you think, Noah? Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Shark Tale does not hold yes, up. It Shark does. Hold on. Yes, we're, it we'll does. Hold on. It does. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs In from 2009. So good. Uh, that One of the all-time greats. That really like spurned my love for Bill Hader. What, even when I was a kid, I was like, anything that that guy's in, I want to watch it. Yeah, uh, and right. now Barry is one of the greatest TV shows ever. Bam, bam, so, bam. Uh, Surf's Up from 2007, which also okay. definitely holds up. I think people should 
definitely look up to me. I'm oh, not saying I'm a role model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surf Stuff is great. Um, great soundtrack, too. 2002's Ice Age. I haven't seen Ice Age in a minute. And the sequels. We'll get to that later. We'll definitely get to that. <laughs> and finally, from 2005, one of my personal favorites that I really think holds up, Robots. Haven't seen it. Oh, Ever? I think it's really mm-hmm. great. Wasn't really? Um, I wasn't allowed to. That's well, a, yeah, because there's a bunch of butt jokes. Yeah, it's kind of crude, I guess. It's super crude. And, and also, let's talk like about the, Shark Tale. The Chop Shop is kind of scary. <sighs> Here's the thing: Shark Shark, shark Tale, Tale really does not hold up. Shark Tale, I will give it oh, this: when it, the shark bites. It no, paved the way for uncut gems. Because it, if you yes, think about it, yes. Shark Tale and Uncut Gems are the same movie. <laughs> they really are, dude. I'm I'm gonna. Just one doesn't have Ken, Kevin Garnett in it. Yeah, like, and I, one does. I'll just we can move on because we could spend the rest of the podcast on this. I love Shark Tale. That's okay. For the record, I love Shark Tale. That's great. That's fine. Now I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this prompt. It's mostly rhetorical, but because I'll probably answer it anyway. Do you notice anything about all of these movies? Do you notice anything that these movies have in common? Are you talking about the list that you ha- have? Yes, this this list that I've that I have compiled. I would say that most of them, save for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I would say, and How to Train a Dragon because they're both adaptations. They're mostly original stories. That's a good one. It's not the one I'm looking for, but that is th- there it. is something to be said about that. Yeah, there is definitely something to be said about that. They defined so many kids' birthday parties. That's also true, including mine. Including mine. Shrek has a musical. That's pretty cool. Shrek does have a musical. Good. Good. These all have musicals. musicals. Really? Yeah. Robot the wushy the finger hold. Yeah, wushy finger hold. Conquer Panda the musical. <laughs> uh, so literally just put Jack Black peach in that. <laughs> I thought it was a regular peach tree. Dude, we need to stop or else we can. Okay, you're right. Um, no, there's something that these movies have in common. All of them are from 2010 or before. Oh, that's right. I guess the oldest one is, or the newest one is Hyper Dragon and Mega Mind. Right? Mega Mind. <laughs> Mega Mind. I'm Megan Mind. Okay. I'm Megan's Mind. <laughs> They're all from 2010 or before. Yeah. Now, Brady, this is where I want to definitely talk to you and get your perspective on it because I don't have the slightest clue what happened. Maybe. Maybe Jesus came back to Earth and we didn't notice. Maybe he he okay, literally okay. was like that, he was like, "What's going on, guys?" And they said, "Get out of here." That one guy. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe uh, the Pacific Rim deal happened and a kaiju came out and then was like, "I'm going to change the Earth forever." And then just leave. I don't know what happened, dude. It's but we're still we're still living in this age. Listen, something happened in 2010. The Ice Age, and it changed animated movies forever. I turned ten. Yeah, nice. What is it that happened in 2010 that changed the way that animated movies function as as vessels for storytelling? I'll give you a hint. Uh, oh, go ahead, Brady. You go. I was going to say they're yellow and they wear overalls. It's a big part of it. Okay, I'd like a more like introspective one. But yes. yes. Go ahead. Because there's, there's that. Dude, and then there's let's this. think. Let's think. Let's yeah. think. Hold on. Okay. We're thinking. Bailey, were you going to say something? No, I was just thinking. Okay. So if we look at our prior history with Disney, okay. Again, as we said, Toy Story was the first full-length computer animated movie ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this brand new technology. We've also talked about how with animation, anything goes. Okay? It's true. So if you look at the next 15, arguably, like, let's just go, like, 2000 to 2010. Because, like, in between 95 and 2000, there were, like, some. But, like, yeah. as we've said, they really take off here. Okay. Like, this, like, we were the demographic... So it, there are a few things that play into this. Yeah. We're the demographic that was this age. And when, we're pretty cool. And yeah. So we're like mid, we're like zillennials, which is like Gen Z millennial, right? Yes. Okay. So that's our, that's our uh, generation. That's our demographic. And this is like the gold rush of being able to use this technology to like do it. Right. Yeah. But as society has proven, technology continues to advance. So by 2010, You've got strictly Gen Z kids who have smartphones, they have tablets, they have uh, apps, they have... They're wired, they have the web, HTML, good buddy. They have apps, they have streaming, they have all sorts of stuff. Their their attention spans are not that good. Mm -hmm. So, like, why put all this work into an original story when your demographic now, like, can just like go home and play Candy Crush or something like yeah. rat. That's what I think. That's a no. Plays into I think that's a great I point. Literally, I mean, I had not even considered that. Yeah. that's a huge part of it. Because if you consider, or if you look at this list of like 
what you we would call the fall of modern animation like the 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 lesser part like what causes this descent in quality a lot of these movies go for cheap distractions as opposed to substantive characters yeah because i mean you still got to make money so you got to make something and you can't you got to make something for kids but looking at this list here like they're all sequels or angry birds is like from an app that kids from 2010 on like already know so like it has to be quick and like Parents have to take their kids to something. Yeah, I think I think we can identify the change. And so, I, and, and you want to what? Well, you I, I want to go through this list just as kind of a perspective for the listener of what we kind of see. I, is. I think the first one is is it's not. It's show, on the cusp. Shows the massive change. That's the thing is I love this movie, but it this is, one's good. It's the harbinger of this time because as what I mentioned, what's yellow and where overall Despicable Me came out in two thousand and ten. And oh it yeah! Is, it is a good launcher. <laughs> it's a great movie with a great cast and a great story. With I mean, lovable characters. Yeah. And a story that you want to come back to, but it's the minions that really changed the way that animated movies are perceived. And I really do think that it, it's because of the marketing side of things. Right. Not to mention, right? We'll go through this list in a second. Um, one of them. One of the ones that I don't have on this list, but it's a more recent one, uh, was the the recent Adams Family animated movie. I didn't see it. Anybody um, else see it? That I heard was complete trash. Was it really? Um, and one of their one of their marketing things was like they had like the black cherry flavored icy that was like at theaters and stuff. And thanks made, AMC. Right, and made it made your poop green because anything that's dyed black will make your poop green. Is that true? Yeah. Have you ever had the the scary whopper? Uh, no. Okay. I have another. Me, me either. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but the Adams family did this thing where uh, they advertised their movie for children on lottery tickets, going so far as to make marketing something that like just everybody, every demographic will see because you're trying to get money. I, so w- yeah, what are you gonna say? I think that's another the marketing side of that goes back to like why what happened after 2010. Okay. Let's also think, and this is from like personal experience. Yeah. I used to love, and I still do, but they're not as prominent now because of what I'm about to say. I used to dig a movie poster. Like if I could see them, like, and trailers weren't big at that time unless you went to the movie. So like, let's think like you see a movie, you see a trailer. That's all you have to go out of off of that visual. Right. And so you're like, what is this? And they like make it engaging. And you're like, I have to go see it because that's the only way you're going to see the movie Mm -hmm. nowadays. You can go to YouTube and find any trailer you want. They're on TV. They're on their ads on YouTube. They're everywhere. Yeah. And like Twitter is just rampant with trailers. And yeah. like and like movie people, especially if they're getting towards kids, can put like one funny scene in there or one laugh or whatever, or like just show the characters or whatever. And like that's enough because you already give away the whole movie because like there's no substance. Right. So again, like the, just overall, like uh, the overbearing technology mm-hmm. that kids nowadays have at their fingertips like is like a marketing tool yeah right and now i don't i don't think that every animated movie from 2010 on needs to be you know needs to be recapped like there's stuff like on on this short list that i didn't include but these are kind of the more like atrocious ones that are like the yeah. kind of the the symbols of this yeah but like movies like the emoji movie or Gross. or Rio one and two is Rio's um, bad, right? Rio's not good. Okay, I don't um yeah. that kind of stuff. We don't really need to talk about those. Mm-hmm. But I want to go not to say that they're all bad. No, there's, yeah, I mean there there are like... legitimate gems in this in this generation. Yes. Like a um, Lego movie. Lego movie's Lego great. Movie. Yeah, Storks is great. Let's not talk about Storks. All goes back to Storks. I'm gonna go through this list, and we're going to kind of talk about why these things just. I, I mean. Mm. I, well, we're going to go through this list <laughs> and we'll talk about it, okay? Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. Despicable Me is the kind of the kickoff of this list. I, I don't think that it belongs in the bad section, but I think that it's like the more important, like, it, I mean, it's the rise of illumination. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie itself is good. I just think like the external characters known as the minions um, started this movement that is more geared towards distraction than anything. Yes. You know? Okay. Let's just go through the list. Brady's going to fight me, but we're going to make it through. Hotel Transylvania 1, 2, and 3. First two are good. They're bad movies. Which one has Downtown in it? The third, the third one. one. Downtown. That one's bad. It's Ooh, bad. The, the first two are good. 
That scene's kind of really cool, don't though. think they are because they're just an Adam Sandler movie coded in CGI animation. Like, but oh. you guys remember bedtime stories? Don't we're no, don't bring that. Okay, up right I'm not now. gonna. <laughs> that's not animated. I know, not, but <laughs> it's still. But Bugsy is there. Okay, I will. I I will say moving forward, uh, any animated movie after this time, I consciously usually went with my sister, and we were both old enough to just enjoy them, regardless yeah. of how bad they were. So. Those memories impact whether I think they're good. That's or not. fair. Memories and impact perception. I would for say sure. that the same is true for me, um, especially like some of these are movies that I would rent on a sick day or something. You like, know, I'm looking at this list. Like all these, my sister and I just watch together, like when we're bored and lo- have such fun. And yeah. I do think that they're probably still worth revisiting in a sense. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, the Hotel Transylvania movies—they've got just this air to them, and they are that marketed. Just it, the the movie itself is you know just clawing at your yeah. wallet and andy samberg gets a goth gf that's true that's all i'll say for now i mean he's kind of lucky um <laughs> the secret life of pets one and two okay second one bad first one also no story but the dogs are cute that's fair dogs dogs are be cute though okay um ice age i'll say ice age four and five Okay. Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinos, Slaps. It's pretty good. Ice Age 4 with the with the, with the the pirates and the grandma it sloth. It's so funny. It does not slap. Dude, the siren I'm scene. On the record. The, the siren scene where he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, Granite. No. And she's like, ooh. It's so there's not a pirate good. one? Dude, it's That's so the one. good. And then the fifth one's bad. And then there's What's the space the one? one. The fifth one's bad. Ice Age 5, Collision Course. Continental Drift is good. good. Lord, what a bad movie. Ice Age Collision Course is okay. bad. Why did you watch all of these? Now, I haven't seen an Ice Age movie since the second one. Again, a sick day. Same with Penguins of Madagascar. Not a good movie. Is that movie that movie's not I've good. watched Ice Age 4 multiple times. Have yeah. you really? Like five. Um, the I would say the, the Madagascar sequels, probably at least three and the penguins the second belong on this the list. second one is good but the the third one has that i texted this note during class today the that thing I, was I have to hear, pervasive if, if throughout I, if i had to go bullshit. back if i had to go back to that year and hear one more kid singing that during a class or during recess or something i would, would blow you? my brains out Goodness, Noah, <laughs> calm down. That makes me so mad. I hate it. Dude would want. You should, I, I think. I think. Let's like, keep going through know. the list. I'd oh, like yeah. to get I to the next one I'm on gonna, the list. Here's the thing. I'm actually going to put. I'm going to say this before getting to that because I think that something needs to be said. Maybe we can springboard off of the second one. But uh, the movie Home with. Uh, what's his name? Jim Parsons. Um, not good. It's so not good. So the alien good. guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's the what thing is very heck? forgettable. It's an original until story, it was but... on this list. I was like, oh yeah, right. No, it's that exists. it makes me mad huh. how bad that movie is. Now, these ones, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Angry Birds one and two. Brady doesn't Se- like the second one. Second right? one, not good. First one, so funny. The first one, there are so many hidden jokes in it that kids do not get that make it so good, and just the cast. And we'll talk about this later. Who's the main character? Who plays the main character? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. It's yeah. Jason Sudeikis. A lot of Josh SNL Gad. Um, my dad. It's Josh Gad. <laughs> You're oh. my dad, dude. Oh, uh, Terrence. So funny. Who's Terrence? The Big Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Angry Birds two. I mean, we know it, it's not good. It's not good. Um, it's weird because if you look at critic reception, Angry Birds one is not received well at all. Eighty six percent like the movie I'm on the, Google. I, I guess I'm more looking at Rotten Tomatoes, but Angry Birds two has a pretty high rating. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, seventy three percent. It's in comparison to forty three. That's pretty high. Mighty Eagle in the first one, so funny. Mighty Eagle in the second one, not funny. <laughs> now, here's what I want to say about Angry Birds two. Cast. Uh, yeah, we're gonna pull up the cast. I have the oh cast of a heavens. separate movie. Um, now, Brady, before you get into this, okay? Is that Elijah heard, Woods. Brother? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've had this. I've had this conversation with Brady before. But there's, there's something to be said about animated movies making a claw. Bailey, Bailey. Sorry. There's something to be said about animated movies making a claw at people's wallets, and I'll tell you where it started. What the heck? 
fuck? Why is Mason Bailey, Ramsey Bailey, in this movie? Bailey. <laughs> I'll tell you when it happened, guys. It happened with Prince of Egypt in 1998. And Prince of Egypt in 1998 is an awesome movie. Yeah. It won awards. Yeah. It was nominated for everything. Yeah, I could have bat for this movie. This movie is one of my all-time favorites. And I can't wait to watch the musical. Like, that's just... I just want to see it so bad. If theaters ever open again. Anyways. Um, the Prince of Egypt set this precedent of saying, well, we need to draw people into a story that we want people to see. How do we do that right. beyond animation? Because I think, on one hand, when you're like, oh, biblical epic turned into a musical, I don't think people are in instantly interested. No, but then you not. hear like Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes. Yeah, so this is, this is I want to go through the cast. Yeah, okay? go through it. Val Kilmer. Yep. Ray Fiennes, yep. Michelle Pfeiffer, yep. Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Yeah, Steve Martin and Martin Short as like the two like priests is like oh such my genius goodness. casting. It is it is stellar. And and here's the thing is those things aren't wasted. They're 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 so well placed to where it becomes something that is not only adored by an entire audience but it's you know it's the staple of you know what are, what is capable with casting with voice casting in animated movies now before we get to <laughs> before we get to angry birds 2 there's one other thing that i think that <laughs> dreamworks tried to do two years later they made joseph king of dreams yep. which i also love yeah but it was a directed dvd sequel yes and yeah. they and they really tried to do the same thing again ben affleck as Joseph? No way. Is he really? Yes. Mark Hamill as Judah, Richard Hurd, Jody Benson, to name a few. Okay. They these hmm. are people where they tried so hard to get this, you know, bring adults in with having recognizable names to get I think it's to I think really it's, you know, to try to get money. And they started doing this thing and animated movies ever since have done this, you know. The main person is somebody, it's a voice that you know, right? And and everybody else is a voice that you know. Or yeah. the, mu the music is done by someone you know. But I think that it's it's not because like the kids will recognize you right. know, the voice right. actors. No kid is like, oh my gosh, Jason Sudeikis, he's my favorite. Oh my gosh, it's, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it's like yeah. the parents who are like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize Jason Sudeikis was in this. That's kind of like a cool little fact. But can we read the cast <laughs> no, of Andy no. Birds 2 real quick? Brady's got a whole thing. Oh, he's Prime example. My sister and I got Angry Birds 2 at the Red Box because we love the first one. <laughs> Shout the, out Red Box. At the, at the Red Box. I love Red Box. Um, and we were watching it and there were some funny parts, but we were just kind of like, okay. But you know, every kid's movie, there's like a fun song in the credits and there's like the weird animations until it goes to like the black, like yeah, you know, scrolling yeah, thing. Straight up just so I was like, oh, I forget who's in this movie. And then I started to watch the cast list roll by and I was like, Oh my gosh, this movie is insane. I'm not making any of this up. This is the cast for Angry Birds 2. To just, just name some highlights. No, we're going to name Jason Sudeikis, okay. Leslie Jones, Josh Gad, Peter Dinklage, Bill Hader, Rachel Bloom, Aquafina, Danny McBride, Sterling K. Brown, Dove Cameron, Lil Ray Howery, Tiffany Haddish, Pete Davidson, Maya Rudolph, Beck Bennett, Gatton Matarazzo, David Dobrik, what? Tony Hale, Tony Hale, Keith Urban, and Nicole Kidman's kids. Wait, is Colleen, Colleen Ballinger? Isn't that Miranda, Miranda Sings? Sings yes. What the heck? Mason Ramsey and Nicki Minaj are all in this movie. Nolan, Her Nolan North also. Nolan North also. He's Alex Hirsch. He's okay. that's like literally everybody. David Dobrik goes, "Oh, it's on." Do you think that's that he? Whole... How many Teslas do you think he gave out during that movie? Everyone in the cast. You think they all got a Tesla? Yeah. What is he? Where does he get them all? By the way, oh, he's the Tesla store. This Probably. is the questions I that I, I ask myself anyway. Well, let's just now. We can't even break that down. There's not enough time. Angry. I just think that Angry Birds Two is the perfect example of all of these things culminating in what is probably the worst phase of animation that we are in. Yeah. And that's... there's like a bunch of big names, a recognizable property, loud. Uh, colorful characters like and there's always there's always it happened in despicable me 3 happened in angry birds 2 in all these movies that are like okay this needs to stop there's always one 
completely out of the blue random dance battle. Yep. And there's always something coming out of a fake butt for a joke. <laughs> I have a question. We're not even going to talk about trolls. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. Is trolls good? Now, here's the thing. I do know that Daniel loves trolls, but that's because he has an awesome memory associated with it. I have a horrible memory associated with it. I was at the dentist. They were drilling in my mouth. So I'm already kind of loopy from the dentist stuff. And then trolls is going on, which just, I have a similar, scared me. I have a similar story. Uh, I had to get an EKG done because my heart was not working. And they said, uh, you need to lay on your side and lay still for a really long time. Let me put on a movie for you. What do you want to watch? And I said, I'm not, I'm okay with anything. And she chose Minions for me. That's how I watched Minions wait, wait, was wait, 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 during wait. an EKG. You had, to lay on, you had to lay on your side? KG? Is this Uncut Gems? Oh, my goodness. That actually sounds like a nightmare. It's horrible. <laughs> Don't. We're not going to talk. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, I, I think that all of these like things have culminated in a terrible phase of animated movies. Mm -hmm. Now, like, of course, we want to talk about, like, what are the gems, right? What are the things that stand out? Uncut. I think that, yeah, I think it's important, like, to just, like, get some positivity rolling in here. Going through each of us and just identifying maybe a gem or two that we think should be recognized um, over I the past I've couple of years. I've been very positive about these lists. Oh, for sure. Brady's <laughs> well, you've been, been inc incredibly been positive. perspective. Yeah. And we value you for it. I'm just along for the ride. I, I can identify that. I don't really know a lot about animated movies. Well, I mean, <laughs> just... let's talk. Let's talk about it with you first, Bailey. What what's is up, what's a gem? Let's oh, say from back. from 2010 up until now, what is a gem for you that has you know stood out among this sea of horrible animated movies? Can I identify like like two or three? And and I would I would definitely say try to try to veer away from like Disney or Pixar. Oh, for sure. I think. I think Leica Studios are one that are constantly churning out quality movies. Yes. Um, so um, one that has I've always really, really, really enjoyed um, is Paranorman, which is just kind <laughs> yeah. of flown no, yeah, under yeah, the yeah. radar for a lot of years. And then a more, I think, mainstream pick would be Kubo and the Two Strings, which is an incredible movie, in my opinion. Right. Um, and I think is one more animated. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stop. I mean, it's Leica does this thing where they combine stop motion and okay. CGI. And they kind of just make it one thing. It's not like Fantastic Mr. Fox, where everything is literally created by hand. Same with I Love Dogs. Um, so I think I'm trying to think of one more that really, really sticks out to me. Um, somebody else go. I think I'll probably Brady. It'll come to me. Noah. Well, I want to. I want to choose between Noah. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple in my head, but I definitely want to think about it for We're a just second. Okay. James at this point. I'll go. Um, three that I love. One of them just get out of the way because it's basic and we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles two, I love Incredibles. That's yeah, a, that's a that's a pretty underrated pick. It's great, and I think the animation in that is like insane. There good. are some really cool action awesome. sequences yeah. in there, like really uh, cool ones. Okay, but um, so I I'm not counting Wes Anderson's stop motion because those technically aren't animated. That's right. like all legit. Yeah. Um, I love Coraline. Oh, um, Coraline! So do I. Great. I think it's perfect for this spooky season. And I love the Peanuts movie. Bailey just pulled it that out. Was, oh my gosh. That was, but, I, that I was forgot the movie exists. It's so but, incredible. But, that was one of my picks. But um, I mean, I've grown up loving Charlie Brown so much. So the fact that like the Peanuts movie exists, like it is such a turn it on and just feel good film. Yeah. Yeah. How is Arthur Christmas? 92%. I don't, don't know. Don't talk to me about Arthur Christmas. Dude. Yeah. I forgot about the Peanuts movie. It's so pure now, and just so sweet. Oh my gosh. The ending makes me cry. Yeah, I, I do. Have that is pick. one thing. I do have a oh, pick besides Wreck-It Ralph. I really, yeah, I Ralph's actually really cred. did like Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph too. I, I don't think is is bad. Um, my pick, and I, I want to know if if you guys have seen it and or like would disagree. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Captain Underpants movie from 2017. I grew up a huge fan of Captain Underpants. I would draw comics, you know, when I was a kid and all that. I really love the Captain Underpants movie. Have I, either of you seen it? I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it, it, but it's been on my list for a while. I'd like to see Bailey, it. To it be is... honest, has it been on your list for a while? No, like, yeah, it's on my letterbox. Your, your watch mental list. list. I yeah. think so. I've like, It's one that I've scrolled past on like Netflix so many times that I've been like, I'd like to watch that and just never have. Now, and this is the thing is like, it's just Rango's so bad. creative. Is Rango it, bad? It takes... yes. yes, Rango's bad. 
Are you sure? Um, yes. It's super bad. Um, no, super bad is a different movie. Oh, you're right. Um, I definitely think that like Captain Underpants does something where it's like it, it uses the source material um, m- combined with the modern like uh, technological advantages yeah. to make something that is both like is both unique and new, uh, but is also like you know reminiscent. Um, I think that Captain Underpants is awesome. Yeah. Uh, in terms of you know taking a break and just sitting down and enjoying something like that. I think it's really good. Yeah. So, I forgot to say a Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Oh, that movie that one's great. So funny. I, I think also we'd be remiss if we if we didn't mention uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Of course. I think that's one of the... I haven't seen it. Have you really what? not? So are Brady, we watching I think it right after this? I think you'd love it. I think you'd legitimately love it. Like, well, it's it's so good. We can watch it soon. Um, we'll hold on. There was soon. another one that I... Oh, shoot. What was it that left my mind? Oh, oh yeah. Um... A soft spot for me, Wallace and Gromit Curse the Were Rabbit. Oh I think that one's really good. Oh boy, my childhood. Yeah, we have it in there. We, we I, do. We, yeah. The Were Rabbit. <laughs> that, is, that is one of our Halloween movies uh, to watch. I think just like closing off this segment with just some gems out of this, like, you know, pile of, you know, cash grab and marketing okay. scam. And, and, I will. And quote, haha, but. Yeah. I will minions. say one thing that separates me from. Uh, my co-host and our featured guest this week, Bailey, um, <laughs> is that I am the type of person who will just watch an animated movie for the heck of it. Oh, I, I don't, it. I no, don't you're analyze right. too much. I know y'all are more intentional about like the analysis, and I am with some movies, but like with animated movies, like sure. I'm a five-year-old kid. Anytime I turn one on, like, now, yeah, that's precious. Of course, that's no, that's and that's a good perspective to yeah, have. Absolutely. And I think that in, I guess, sort of in defense, but more as an excuse i would say that going back to the beginning bringing things kind of full circle is uh there's there's been a bar set by uh, by a monopolistic studio that has told us kind of what to look for in the very best of animation i think what we saw is that i mean is that bad no i don't think so and i but i i think even when pixar dropped the ball i think there was a a ball dropping quote unquote in the years like between like 2010 and like 2016 mm-hmm. there's some gems in there but like i think other studios had to step up to the plate and they did you know like we saw like a rise of like um disney animated movies as well like zootopia wreck it ralph like i think like when Pic- hero six even when pixar oh even when pixar like fails other studios Big have hero proven six. yeah Big hero six is fun has so even proven good. yeah it's great it's awesome but what were you gonna say brady oh i was gonna say that like pixar's back Onward is incredible. For sure. Onward's, Onward's amazing. T- definitely. Definitely yeah. don't sleep on Onward. Yeah. Onward's onward's really, really excellent. And I've heard Soul is insane, too. I can't wait for it. I also can't wait for Christmas, it. Christmas, baby. Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas, listeners. Okay. So now we move into our segment. What have we been reading or watching or listening to? Um, so is Brady, that a recurring segment? Yeah, it's a recurring yeah. segment. We talk about Are it every episode. You guys episode. are going to put me on the spot now. I didn't know this was a thing. Can you, I think about it? And you you can think know? about it. Yeah, let's think about it. Um, uh, I watched. Can I go? Yeah, of course. I watched with Daniel over the garden wall. And I, I talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. So Noah really wanted to watch it. And now kind of just in preparation for this animation episode. Yeah. I, I mean, man. What a way to what a way to tell a story. Yeah. It is incredible. I mean, every piece of it, it's not super long, but every piece of it is You can watch like, it in two hours, the yes, entire thing. Yeah. Less than. Uh every piece of it is just so heartwarming and so poignant. It's just full of, you know, things to things to love, things to pick at and, you know, remember, you know, specific moments. Yeah. Um, specific feelings. Yeah. It's Wow, what a journey. Highly recommend. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what. I mean, I've been watching more How I Met Your Mother recently, so I'm still turning through that series. As you should. Um, I think things that I've watched recently that I can recognize. I don't really remember. I don't know if I have anything. That's um, cool. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Fine. Brady, do you have anything? I mean, I did my monthly watchings of Lady Bird and High School Musical 3. Nice. Yep. Um, I do that all the time. Uh, new stuff. Haven't really had time to to dive into anything. Anything you've been like listening to, oh, music wise, sorts of stuff. Yeah. What what's what's a highlight recently? Oh gosh. Um, I was listening to 
So, oh gosh, it's all over the place. You I know. know me. Yeah, I know you. Um, we know this. Guy. Recently, I've just been shuffling some like feel good bands, just like throughout the day, mm-hmm. just like because I can just turn them on. Um, it's fun to like walk in Brady's room and he's just like blaring, like early Reliant K. That's always. I've a good also feeling been for listening me. to a lot of like uh, pop music so I can dance in my room. Uh, they've also walked in on me doing that. Of course we have. Yeah. Um, or you walk in on us and you're dancing. That also happens. Um, I've been listening to Miley Cyrus's latest singles. They're kind of slap. Okay. I have a playlist of a lot of different stuff. And, you know, hot take. But as a as a homesick boy every now and then, I turn on some country. and just. Uh, hey, man, I can jive with it. We can jive with Not some gonna country. Lie. Just bring it, bring it back really to the roots. Can. But I listen to... All, all, all things all the time. So great, awesome. I um, am reading a lot too. Yeah, lots lot, for lot of, Oh yeah, you're re- you've been reading Dune. Dune, and I've been reading a book called Parakeet. Um, that one's the 2020 release. It's about a a girl who, the week before her wedding, sees her grandmother who's a parakeet. But like, it's like, I still haven't figured out how that works yet. But she like <laughs> sees a parakeet and she just somehow knows it's her grandma. Um, and her grandma's like, don't get married. Go find yourself. Oh. And so she, like, follows her grandma parakeet around and, like, moves away and, like, finds herself. So that's very interesting. Sounds kind of cool. Um, and then a lot of reading for school. Nice. Well, I think that concludes our show, guys. Uh, Finally. I mean, this has been great. Dang. <laughs> Special shout out to this guy sitting next to me, the wonderful Brady Noah. Bolden, for writing and composing our theme. Again, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt. And you can find me at BaileyJames1215 on Instagram and BaileyJ. Hunt on Twitter. And I'm your co-host, Noah DeGeorge. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Noah underscore DeGorgeous. You can follow our podcast at Strictly Conversational Podcast on Instagram. Brady, do you want to plug anything in particular? I'm your new co-host, Brady Bolden. You can find me at Brady Bolden wherever books are sold. Uh, <laughs> at your, at your Borders <laughs> near at you. At your local Borders books. <laughs> uh, you can catch me on Iwo's campus. Boy on the campus. Walking around. <laughs> Asking squirrels questions. Well, yeah, but also just like during the week. Yeah. Uh, my new song comes out next Friday. Oh, let's go. Um, Dude, it's so good. You, if you are an IWU student, you can see me playing at the Beckett and South event next Friday. Um, I'd also like to plug my sister's TikTok. It's Victoria <laughs> underscore Bolden seven and also her Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it actually might not be seven, but I think it is. She's pretty great. Uh, I'd like to plug. <laughs> okay, know. all right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that that's that's Brady. Brady, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Your presence is greatly appreciated, and your you guys insights are present. Beloved. Yeah, yes. your present is you get to be on the episode with us. We just did wait. It, remember, I'm on the episode. Yeah, we just talk for uh, for 15 minutes about animation. You guys were recording so. this whole thing. This whole the time. Whole thing. Yeah, sorry to pull the wool over your eyes. Um, next time, I think we'll be talking about failure. Finally. Finally. And, uh, failed. I'm surprised you didn't have me on that episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you to come back next week. Well, you're the new co-host anyway. I'm leaving. So. See you later. Um, but we'll be talking about failure, especially as it relates to like creative endeavors and where we failed and succeeded and what failure has taught us. So um, I think that's actually going to happen next week, but who knows? Let's try it. Uh, yeah. Um, in the meantime, guys, uh, as always, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously, and don't forget to wear a mask again. Brady, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you next time. time. Jinx.